In 2013, Kat Bonner lost her mom in a tragic car accident. She figured out how to manage her grief and is helping other women do the same. On this podcast, you'll hear from other women who have lost their moms and discover the exact coping strategies you need to get through the day and be in the best place you've ever been. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today. More information can be found at catbonner.com forward slash podcast. And if you'd like to join a group of like-minded women, head to Facebook and search for the Life After Losing Mom community. Lastly, if you're looking for help managing your grief, book a complimentary connection call at catbonner.com. So before we get started with the episode, I just want to share something with you. I'm sure you've heard multiple times that grief is an individual process. Well, the people you heard this from aren't wrong because it very much so is. You're probably wondering, how can someone help me when they grieve differently than I do? That's why I'm so passionate about one-on-one coaching that is totally customized to you and your pain points. I let you guide me to ways I can help you. I can only take on three clients at a time, so the spots are limited. I'd love for you to tell me how I can help you in your grief journey. Alrighty, well, I would like to welcome Elizabeth to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I just like to start off each episode with each woman sharing whatever they want to about the loss of their mom. Okay. Well, um, my mom fought, uh, well, it started with breast cancer when I was about seven years old. Um, and all together, she, she did go in remission for a little bit, and then it came back in her throat, her back. It kind of just spread everywhere from there. I think it ended up in her lungs at the very end. Um, so all told, you know, at least uh, from what I understand, she battled cancer of some type for about 13 years in total. And she passed away, <clears throat> let's see, about six weeks after I started college. So it was right at a uh, pretty 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 pivotal time of my life. And it was actually just um, five days after my 19th birthday and uh, a few days after hers, actually hers is in the same, same month. So, excuse me. I think for me, I always think about the fact that, um, you know, she, she, uh, she kind of had some goals she had in life and what she wanted to achieve. And the last one of those was seeing me off to college because I was the youngest of my siblings and it was pretty apparent that once she'd kind of achieved that goal, you know, that then she kind of let herself, you know, stop fighting because she'd been fighting for a long time. So, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, I can't even imagine, like, sometimes I wonder if, like, 18, 19, like, if that age is actually young. Mm. Because I think it is. I was 18 when I lost my mom, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I could have like, I could be at the point in my life where I'm not even married, have kids, and I've been a, you know been alive longer without her than with her, that sort of thing. Right. Um, but then I think about like, I don't know, like a six year old, like mm-hmm. oh my god, like which you know you can't compare apples to oranges. Um, but yeah, that's wow, such a pivotal time in your life. Um, 
And I feel like too, the first, like, obviously, I mean, any year can be hard, but like, quote me if I'm wrong, like, what's thinking, like what's going on in my mind is like probably the you the few years that you were in college were like probably kind of a blur. Um, is that you know, it's funny that uh, that first year, I feel like for me, I was in a lot of denial. Um, you know, it was kind of that fun freshman year. I had all my friends around. We were living in the dorm. So there was a lot of great distractions for me. Uh, but I do remember, you know, looking back, I remember them telling me that I could push off my school if I wanted. So if I wanted to kind of take a semester of leave and then start kind of fresh that spring semester, I could. But at the time, I was an education major, so that didn't make sense for me because I wanted to finish, you know, with the normal school year and be able to start teaching. I later, of course, changed my major, so that wouldn't have mattered. But um, I certainly did not do well in classes that semester, but I did, you know, get through them. Um, But the year that really, really hit me was sophomore year because I moved off campus and lived by myself, and it was all of a sudden I didn't have any distractions. So it was like I had nowhere else to hide from that grief and like the reality of my life hitting me. So that for me was the the very, very difficult year. And then I think I kind of worked through a lot of that stuff. And then, you know, junior and senior year were fantastic for me. But it's, it's interesting. I feel like so much of my life is change. I mean, obviously change, right? Of course, something like this happens and you're never the same. But I feel like so much of where my life has taken me is because I lost her or because of things she never got to do. So, for instance, um, my grandparents traveled a lot. My mom never got to travel. She was a single mom. Um, so she, her biggest dream was to go out of the country. She really wanted to go see the world. And she never got to. So I remember when I was in high school, my grandparents helped me take a trip with my classmates. And I'll never forget talking to her on the phone from London. And she just loved when I called because she said, I get to almost travel with you. And that stuck with me so much. So when I didn't get to study abroad in undergrad, I actually went and did my master's abroad because I was like, I got to go do this. You know, I got to do all these things that she never got a chance to do. And it's just crazy how that's taken me to where I am now. And it's just, you know, you never know where life's going to take you. Yeah, absolutely. That's, it's really true. And it's crazy to think like, especially and I'm, I'm that's really great that you know you were able to stick through college cuz obviously the first semester is going to be hard you know mm-hmm. that's kind of a given but sometimes i wonder too like it i think it's the easy way out but i think sometimes when this happens to people like they're so quick to make a decision and so quick mm-hmm. to be like no i don't want to do this like no like i don't want to go to school like i want to drop out or you know do whatever And, like, when I look back on, God, like, my years, like, in college, like, that was the only thing that kept me afloat. I mean, geez, it's crazy because I wouldn't have, like, thought that that would have been the thing to, like, keep me afloat, you know? So, and it's so funny. I just, I really guess it just goes to show, you know, how, like, not the people in your life, but, like, the things in your life where you think that, it might not help you actually, you know, do help you. So let's see. It was, so it was like six months like or six weeks after your freshman year. Oh man. Um, what were the years like after college? Like, do you think that like, you know, the first year you said it was pretty hard, but like grief wise, do you think mm. you maybe didn't start to grieve until after 
You, you know, and I, I think I, so, so I also think that that time of life, so I'm very passionate about, this is why I think I, I haven't mentioned yet, but I've, I actually have gone back to school to work, to be a professional counselor. So I'm finishing my degree this December, I hope <laughs> I'm in the midst of the internship right now, but part of the reason I was really passionate about wanting to go back to be a counselor is I feel like that 18, 19, 20, no one really knows what to do with you. You're not quite a kid. So where, you know, where you belong in some of the great charities and nonprofits that do great work for kids in grief, but you're not really at a level where you want to be in with adults either. You know, you're in this weird young adult, uh, and again, a very pivotal time in your life but no one knows how to quite handle you. Cause I remember them offering me counseling and I didn't really know what to do. I didn't want to do it. It didn't feel right for me, you know? And so I hope that eventually I can, I can be a resource for people that are maybe at different times of their life or in awkward times of their life where they don't feel like they fit some of the standard boxes of, of when you'd normally experience this kind of thing, you know? Um, that didn't really answer your question. So <laughs> let me answer your no, question. It's okay. Well. I definitely understand. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that evolves over time. You know, I mean, I'd love to say that I never miss her now and everything's great and all I ever do is think about all the great times. But of course, when those big moments come up, you know, when I got married or um, when I have questions about, you know, should I take this job or should I not or any big life decision, she was so great at helping me and my brothers think through the options without telling us what to do. And I still crave that ability that someone that can do it just like that. I mean, me and my brothers, thankfully, are very, very close. And they are, you know, huge supporters and, and people I always go to for advice. But nothing can quite replace, at least for me, like how my mom's guiding force was, you know? No, yeah, you are absolutely right. Yeah, I was just going to say the other thing that I feel like with, with moms, and I say this to people all the time with my friends that are lucky enough to still have theirs, is... Your mom, at least in my experience, is like the one person in life that never gets tired of you talking to them. You know, <laughs> like you can tell the most boring stories or go on and on and on about something. And my mom was always just so willing to listen. And as much as my brothers like listening to me or my husband or my friends, there's just, it's just never the same, you know? So yeah, that's such a good point. I never even like thought about it like that. But I don't know. It's weird. Like, I feel like too, like, especially something like this, whether it's unexpected or expected or whatever, but something like this is so traumatic that like a lot of people don't really grieve until at least one, two years after. Absolutely. So it's like, okay, like if you were, I don't know, 10 years old and your mom died and you didn't start grieving until two years after she died, it's not going to be many more years until she's been like deceased longer than she was alive in your life, you know? Yep. Absolutely. And like some people, if they take four and five years to grieve, I mean, hell, that's half the time right there. And like, you know, so that's, I think that's been like a really hard concept for me to grasp. I'm like, okay, like I've really started grieving. Like I'm in a really good place, but it's been almost a third of the time, you know, like without my mom, like, how do you, like, how do you process that? It's yeah. Really weird. Maybe you don't. 
Yeah. And I, it's weird. Cause I remember thinking back, that was one of the first thoughts I had, which seems like a very morbid, weird thought to have in the midst of like right after I'd lost her, but it just flashed into my mind. that sort of, gosh, if I'm lucky enough to live, you know, as long as I hope I'll, there will be a point where I've been uh, alive longer than I had her in my life. And the really crappy part about that is, you know, half of that I don't even remember because I was too young to to have many cognitive memories. And so I'm rapidly approaching that now. And it's it's tough. It's it's a very it's like I'm anticipating that date. Um, I keep thinking about other ways I want to honor that. You know, I've talked about like a tattoo or, you know, something that is more permanent or I don't know. I I feel like it's a it's more than just your usual anniversary of the death. You know, I mean now I just try to always do something she would have enjoyed on that day or on her birthday since they're so close together. Um, but I feel like for that one, that's going to, that's going to hit me pretty hard. I think, you know, that, that almost issues a new era. Like you've, you've moved into this new phase of your life. And uh, I don't know. I was, I was telling someone the other day, I get like irrationally jealous at people that are, you know, 60 or 70 and still have their mom. Like it's not their fault. They've been very lucky. They maybe don't even know how lucky they are because until you're in the really crappy moms, you know, no mom club, you don't really, really appreciate it. But um, I don't know. I know it's not fair to get jealous or be angry at them, but I, I can't help it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it definitely makes a lot of sense. And it's weird, too, because you're not old, you know, like mm. you have a lot of life left. Like, hell, some people your age don't even have children. Right. I mean, you know, so you're like, okay, like 19 plus 19, like how has it still been? Right. And I guess I'm curious, I guess, how do you handle it? Like when you see women your age who still have their mom and you're like, oh my God, my mom has, you know, been deceased longer than mm. I had her in my life. Like, do you, I know that you probably try not to think about it, but I mean, it comes up, you know, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. So I guess like, how do you handle that? Um, it's a good question. I mean, I think I try to, I probably come across as like a, I don't know, people probably don't like to talk to me about their moms, but you know, I always try to remind people when they get frustrated with their mom without making them feel bad that, God, that sounds terrible though. Like <laughs> that I'm reminding them to appreciate what they have. Cause I don't know. I'm not sure everybody likes those people, but it's not um, terrible, but people need that reminder because yeah, I mean, hell I'm quick to complain about like my dog annoying me or I'm quick to complain about like my friend annoying me and people are like, Hey, like, you know, like imagine how it would feel if you lost your best friend. Imagine how I feel if you lost your dog. And I'm like, ugh, you're right. You know? So yeah, that's true. Thing. People don't want to hear it because you're right. Well, and, and like, for instance, you know, mother's day is always a weird time for me. Cause I'm now at the point, like both my grandparents are gone you know, a lot of my people I would have bought a Mother's Day card for at least are are no longer with me. And it's, you know, I hear friends kind of complaining about, gosh, I don't know what to get my mom or like, I'm so annoyed because she wants us to go to brunch or, you know, whatever. And then they kind of just look at me and they're like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't be complaining because I know that you would love to, you know, you'd give anything to go have brunch at an inconvenient time with your mom. But I don't know. The unfortunate thing about life is I feel like you never really do appreciate what you have until you don't have it. Um, and that's just the sad thing, you know, cause you really, I don't know. It's difficult to, to, to think that way constantly and not, and still live your life. If that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. And you are absolutely 100% right. It's like everyone knows that they don't 
appreciate what they have until it's gone. And then it's gone and they're like, oh shit. Like, yeah, this is really true. But where people say things like, I can't even imagine, or I couldn't hold up how you're doing. Or I remember right after she passed away, people would say, I just, I don't know how you're doing it. And it's like, well, I don't have a choice. You know, it's, if I had my choice, of course I wouldn't be going through this, but it's not like I said, yeah, no, I'm, you know, I'm just not going to deal with it. I mean, it is, it's reality. So, um, I don't know. I think, yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah. And that. It's very true. I mean, people are like, you know, like exactly like I, what did, I don't know what you said. Like, I don't know how you're doing this or like, oh my God, like I feel so bad for you. Like, how are you doing this? It's like, okay, like I have two choices. I can literally sink or I can swim. Like it doesn't matter how I get there. Like I'm going to dog, I like to use like, I can doggy paddle my way through grief. Like, you know, but what other choice do you, like you literally don't have a choice. That's you just survive. And I think when people ask me, like, how do you do it? Like, and I probably, I feel like I say this on every single podcast interview, but society is so like freaked out and scared to talk about death. And I think that's why I like, like to talk about it so much. Like it needs to be talked about. That doesn't make me a pessimist. That doesn't make me like a morbid person, but I mean, they're like, Oh, like I can't even imagine. I'm like, well, you know what? You should imagine Uh because you need to know that this is a possibility. I mean, I have a friend, her like significant other is like in his thirties and he still has his grandparents alive. And his biggest fear is like losing his grandparent. And I'm like, okay. And that happened. <laughs> Unfortunately, exactly. you know, and, and I mean, it definitely is. So, and I feel like people think that I'm a pessimist when I say that. I know it sounds terrible, but I'm like, I promise, like, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy, you know? So it's just, I've talked to my brothers a lot about this because we, we feel, we talk a lot They're Like I said, they're two of my best friends. And I feel like when you've lost someone, especially someone, you know, in my case, my mom had just turned 52, which is very young. I mean, I know people die sooner, but very young in the scheme of like, you know, most people's lifetimes. And I feel like we live our lives differently. We live our lives with, you know, of course we've been taught to be responsible and plan for the future and save for retirement and do all these things to make sure you're set up for that hopeful future you're going to have. But I also feel like we have this very real knowledge of how quickly life can be taken away from you. So we're always trying to find this balance of living our life to the fullest now, you know, getting as many experiences. We try to prioritize spending time together a lot. Um, but always keeping an eye to the future. But I don't know that everyone thinks that way, you know? Yeah. They, I mean, it's sad they don't, but I mean, and you can't dwell on that, you know? And that's why I always say like, it doesn't matter like what you do. You cannot prepare yourself for this kind of death. Even if you know, like, even if you know your mom's going to die, like it doesn't matter. You can say it, you can say it to yourself all you want but you, you know, figure it out and you nonetheless, like you figure it out when you're thrown into, you know, that reality. So how, I guess, how did you like realize, did it kind of sneak up on you? Would you say like, you know, having more years without your mom than you have with your mom? Like, I guess, tell me a little bit through your grieving process. Like the first few years were hard and then they were easier, that sort of thing. 
Yeah. I mean, I think, like I said, it was something that I thought of very early on when I was first kind of processing the fact that she was gone. Uh, I feel like when, when I first lost my mom, there's like that stage where you maybe don't miss her so much. Cause it's kind of like if you went away for a while or you went on vacation or, you know, but then those moments start to come where you want to give her a call. Cause you, something happened or something good or something bad. And you realize you go to pick up the phone and it's like, you, you can't, you know? So I think I thought about it a lot in the beginning. And then I think a lot of years pass and I maybe haven't thought about it as much, but now that I'm actually getting to that point that I thought was so far in the future, you know, it's like, Oh my gosh, like this is so strange. You know, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a weird you know, I'm grateful again that I've like made it this far and that sounds morbid, but it's like, you know, you just, I don't know. I always worry, um, you know, what could happen, who knows, but it's, uh, it's just a weird kind of foreseeing that however many years ago and that the fact that it's, that it's here, you know, that which I dreaded is actually here. So, um, and, and like you said, I mean, I feel like in some ways I'm lucky because I had her that long, you know, a lot of people lose parents a lot sooner and are never, or, or even, you know, parents, I know people that have parents and they have such an estranged relationship with them. It's almost harder because their mom or their dad is still alive, but they can't have that relationship that they would want from them. You know, that's a different kind of grief, but, but still a little bit of grief. Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard. Whenever I think about grief, I literally think about the analogy, you can't compare apples to oranges. Yeah. It's so funny. It took me a really long time to figure out what that analogy meant, but it's so simple. And I'm like, okay, Catherine, like, why is it taking you like forever and a day to figure out this nonsense? But and it's crazy. But like, so did it kind of sneak up on you? Like, when did you realize that like, hey, like, you know, pretty soon I'm going to have, you know, without my mom that I have with her like was it like a realization like did it come back into your mind you know randomly like x amount of months ago like hmm. does That's that make a good sense? question it does I don't know what has brought it you know like I said I've been thinking about for a while a way to sort of I don't know if uh com- not commemorate seems like the wrong word but like something to kind of honor that moment Um, and so I've been looking in, I had for years, I've been toying, like I said, with a tattoo. So every now and then I'll kind of go and look at designs because I generally know what I want, but not exactly. And, but I think there was just one day where I was, I don't know, you just kind of do that stuff like on a surface level. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, wait a minute, this isn't just some tattoo I'm getting for no reason. This is like, this is, this is marking a shift in my life of this milestone. I don't know. It's, I I don't, I can't remember there being a specific trigger to it. It just kind of dawned on me. Um, again, you know, I hadn't really thought about it for a long, long time because it seems so far in the future. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, and you know, going back to your comment too, about how we just don't know how to talk about grief in our country. I feel like there's also this, everyone wants to take things away. Like they want to take the pain away from you. And you can't, you know, so instead of saying, I'm sorry, or I'm sorry for your loss, or, you know, almost trying to distract people, I wish we were better at just sitting with people in that sadness, you know, like, maybe I can't do anything that's going to make it better, but I'm going to be here in case you want to talk, or let's just sit quietly in a room and listen to music, or you know what I mean? Like, so that someone feels like they're not alone, but that you're not trying to solve the problem either, because you can't, there's literally nothing you can do to 
to make it better for that person, pretty much. You know, it, it's something they have to get through on their own. Um, I had a really good college friend, and we're still good friends to this day. And she's actually the one that took me, drove me to the hospital when my mom was in her final stages. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, she actually ended up transferring. So we lost touch for a little bit. And, and I, I recently went to visit her and went to her wedding. And um, unfortunately, her dad just passed away recently. And she sent me this message about, you know, now that I'm experiencing this, I wish I had been a better friend for you then. I wish I would have been there more for you. And I was like, honestly, as you're finding out, there's nothing you could have done. And the fact that you're, you were my friend then and you're my friend now is all that I needed, all that I could have asked for, you know? Yeah, no. Oh my God, I'm so glad you bring that up. And it's hard. I still think about it too. Like whenever I have friends go through this, I have to stop and think like, okay, what helped me in this situation? Like I can't just act on what I think they might need because I mean, in all actuality, nobody really knows what they need. But sometimes like, I guess it's been so long since like I was in that situation that it almost kind of catches you off guard. Like it's weird to like have gone through that, but to be on the other end. And it's like, okay, like I know what this person needs, even if they don't know what they need type yeah. of thing. And like, that's just really like, I don't know. It's really fascinating, but it goes to show like, I mean, death changes people and it's terrible, but a lot of people will not be in your life after this kind of thing happens. And it's, I know it's inevitable and like, you know, like everybody says in the back of your mind, like, oh, they mean well, but like at the end of the day, I mean, some people just can't handle it and that's okay, but it still sucks. Like, you know, it just, it really, really upsets me that society freaks out so much about death. Yes. Like, it's sad. This is why like relationships are the way that they are. Like, I don't know. I swear to God, I think people think that I'm probably psychotic at this point, but I'm like, I promise I'm not. Um, so I guess it, you know, you coming to this realization of like, you know, more years without your mom than you had with her, was it just kind of, do you think it depended on where you were at in your grief? Like, it's kind of like, was it like a hard grief time type of thing? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't remember the exact moment it kind of re-hit me, but I know, you know, the the idea I told you recently about uh, th that no one like your mom would listen to you like your mom did, I think that hit me in the last couple months. I don't know what, I don't remember exactly the situation. I don't know if it was a work situation or a life situation where all I wanted to do was call her up and just talk and and not feel like I was bothering her or that I was like boring her, you know, and I think that, that I'll never have that again. And I think realizing that puts all these things in the perspective of time is passing and, you know, it's really hard for her, me to remember like her voice now, or, um, you know, it's like a movie I watched one day. That's, that's what it starts to feel like, which is really hard to say, but, um, you know, I have very few, like video recordings of her. And even when I listen to them, it just sounds strange because like your memory kind of distorts those things. Um, but it's, it's that never again realization. You know, I think that it just hits me every now and then when maybe I'm more tired or maybe I'm feeling extra sad or frustrated or who knows, you know, I feel like those are the moments when you're probably most honest with yourself. And um, I feel like that's what, what probably triggered that, that thought again, you know, and, 
I mean, it's, it's almost here. So it's weird to say that. Yeah, no, it makes so much sense. And that's just how grief is. I mean, you never know. I I saw this really cool analogy the other day. Uh, I wish I remembered who said it so I could quote it, but essentially she said, you know, if you were in a car accident and you, or, or uh, some kind of something where you injured, say your shoulder, and even though you got it surgically repaired for the rest of your life, you know, it may get sore when it rains or it may um, be tight or it might, you know, you, you would continue to feel some pain there. We would understand that because it just makes sense, right? Like your body has that residual pain from this, physical thing you underwent grief's the same way you know like you're gonna feel that pain forever but it's like everyone thinks you should just get over it like it's this thing that you just okay you know check I've I've processed that I'm done now and that's not how it works at least not for me I mean I feel like it's it's still a roller coaster even this many years later yeah it's always and it's so funny like when I ask you like these questions I'm like okay like I already know the answer it was just like a moment in grief or she missed her mom or it was a trigger or it was a milestone but like that's when it makes you realize those realizations and you're like crap and then you like dwell on it and you're like oh my god like this is like a big part of my grief that is here and I didn't know it was going to hear and going to be here. Like now you have to deal with it. So I'm curious, how are you like dealing with it? You said that you wanted to come up with like kind of a way to like honor your mom. Um, cause your birthday and her birthday and her, you know, death anniversary are all yeah. pretty close, which is bless your heart. That's yeah. September is not my favorite month. I'm not going to lie. Oh, that sounds um, pretty rough. Yeah. It's, you know, and I try to, you know, I think, uh, I think it was, I can't, I can't remember who said it, but it's, it's like, you get to a point where you smile when you think of the memories instead of cry, you know, and I'm definitely Uh, at that point. Is it that Dr. Seuss? Don't cry because it's over smile because it happened. Yeah, it could be. Yay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I think I try, like I said, I try to do something around that time that she would have enjoyed. So like she loved flowers and gardening and birds, you know, so I'll go buy like a new bird feeder or I'll just do something outside or, do something that I feel like if, if she was here, we might do together or something like that's, I try to do that around that time of year. Um, just so it doesn't just feel sad, you know? And then, um, my brothers and I always try to like share a couple memories or, you know, just something that maybe only we remember, or, I mean, it's, it's hard too about the fact about getting older is there are fewer and fewer people in my life that knew her, you know, and that's really hard too. Um, you know, even my husband, you know, she obviously never met him. And, um, and so that's really difficult that when I talk about her to him or other people, she's just this idea. She's a picture they've seen, you know, and not the amazing person that she was. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so have you always tried to like do something to honor her or is that something new that? No, it's, it's something, you know, it's, especially those first couple of years are really tough. So like I needed a way to channel it more positively Um, so for me, that's always been a way that I've kind of gotten through those (laughs) weird back to back, you know, um, uh, dates, you know, and without trying to lose my birthday in there too, because I do like birthdays a lot. So I always try to make that fun as well. So I remember the, uh, man, sorry, try not to get upset here. (laughs) Um, it hits you, man. You're like, yeah, crap. I don't talk about her much, you know? So, um, I remember that first birthday, like right before she passed away and we talked on the phone and it was like the first birthday I hadn't spent with her. So that was really hard. 
Um, so I guess technically, <laughs> I know, I'm that's sorry, I didn't mean to be upset. It's fine. It's like I said, September is not my favorite month, so <laughs> it'll be over soon, though. That's yeah. <laughs> it is fall at least, which I appreciate. So hey, sometimes crying is therapeutic. When you get to that point, I think that's when you realize that you're like actually healing. No, it's funny because I don't know if it's funny, but I think again, like the societal idea that you're over it means that you shouldn't cry about it anymore. But it's like I definitely have nights where I'm just laying there, and it's like God, I just miss her, you know. And it's it's hard. So, oh, one hundred percent. I'm like, I cry, <laughs> I cry a pretty decent amount, but that's okay. That's yeah. Well, and I think it's like if I didn't, then you know, I feel like for me, it's it's a way of seeing like how how much she meant to me, you know. So, like, if I was like, oh, it's no big deal, then <laughs> you know, then it then I, you know, we didn't have as close a relationship as we did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so is there a like, but now you're like, okay, like, is it kind of like you want to make this like tradition into something more positive because you know that this is a milestone in your grief Ooh. that you've been like avoiding for so long or that you, you know, not avoiding, but like, you, know, you never thought would come like, right. maybe if you like, is that kind of how I process in your mind? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's weird. I've never thought beyond that date, aside from the fact that it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. I knew that that would happen. And like the day after that, it'll feel weird. I'm assuming, I don't know. Um, but that's a good question. I haven't really thought about that and whether there's anything that I want to change and how I kind of see that date. I don't know. I, you know, I would love to do, I wish I had a lot of money cause I would love to give either start a nonprofit or, or give money to, like a, maybe that's something I'll do. Maybe I'll pick a cause every year that she would have supported or um, like she always wanted to be a teacher, but she didn't have the money to go back to school because she was again, a single mom working two to three jobs. And that's her heart. Um, and so I like, I'd love to find, I know there's nonprofits out there that support that, you know, so I would love to do that or maybe start a scholarship in her name or, you know, it'd be fantastic to do something like that that could keep giving back year after year. Um, so that's, I don't know. I have to think about that a little bit. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. And I think it's a good way to like, it doesn't have to be anything big, it can be anything super right. small, but like, that's a good tradition. That's a good way to give back because you know that like the more that years go on, like you're not going to reverse time. Like it's going to be just another year without your mom. So I think that if you have something like positive, if you have a different outlook, you know, on it, that it's going to make the years easier because they're not going to get easier unless you right. like, try to make them easier, you know? Sure. No, definitely. So if somebody were to come to you and they were like, Hey, like, you know, I'm really struggling. Like I just realized, or, you know, like this next, you know, death anniversary will be more years, you know, without my mom than with my mom. What would you like recommend to them? What would you say to them? It's so hard to make a recommendation because it's, as we kind of talked about, it's so personal. It is. Okay, um, so what would you say to them? Any advice that you would give them? Is that a better, maybe that's a better, better, better verbiage. Advice. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's so hard because I don't know that I've like given myself advice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, maybe you probably never, maybe yeah. you never thought about it. Yeah. I, I don't think I have. And I don't know that, 
I don't feel like I have a good enough grasp on it that I can tell someone else, you know, how to get through that. But I think for me, I'm, I'm going to try to make sure that, uh, you know, I try to find a way to make that every year something positive out into the world, you know, whether that's a donation or maybe a day of service or, I don't know, a random act of kindness or, you know, something that's just kind of takes a little bit of her kindness and her goodness and puts that back out into the world since she's not here to give it herself. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Sometimes you just have to, like, figure out a way to, like, you know, honor your mom's memory. And, like, you almost have to find a way to, like, make her feel more alive. So is there any other final thoughts that you want to leave? Honestly, writing has been one of the biggest um, ways for me to get through everything in life. Um, And there's a lot of research that shows the the act of kind of pen to paper sort of thing is very therapeutic. So uh, I I guess I'd recommend anybody try some some creative writing sometimes or journaling. I think that can have a really big, powerful, uh, powerful impact. And I think doing it old fashioned uh, is it makes your brain slow down a little bit and process things um, a little more slowly. Yep, I could not have said it better myself. The creativity, <laughs> creativity is literally what will heal your grief. Yeah. And I know that's really hard to discover when you are grieving, which is, you know, what I try to help people with because yeah. there are definitely ways that that can be accomplished. Sure. Sure. Well, thank you so much for your vulnerability and for being on the show. Um, yeah, it was great. I learned a lot. So thank you for having me. I appreciate uh You know, as I said, it's just nice to talk about her sometimes because I don't always get to do that too often. Hey, friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Before you go, I have four favors to ask you. First, I wanted to let you know that I host a group for women where we share our day-to-day stories, challenges, and victories. If you want to come along for the ride, head to Facebook and search for the Life After Losing Mom community. Second, if you don't mind leaving me a review and telling me how I've helped you in your grief journey, I would greatly appreciate it. Third, head to catbonner.com forward slash podcast to access previous episodes and subscribe for episodes in the future. Finally, head to catbonner.com to schedule a complimentary connection call with me. I'd love to know more about your grief journey. Always remember that despite losing our mothers, we have flourishing futures. This has been an OutsourceYourPodcast.com production.